Hello, everyone out there, all of you wonderful wrestling fans. This is your pal, Dane Owls, with another enticing episode of Wrestling Geeks Alliance, a show that me and my host, Chris, break down the latest and greatest in professional wrestling news and uh, also go over and review the shows from those last weeks. Today, we got a jam-packed show. Uh, if you didn't know, and if you're a new listener, we also went over AEW and NXT results on Thursday, so that should be up if you guys want to go and check that out. We're on all platforms. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes, so just search us at Wrestling Geeks Alliance. You'll find our shows. Thank you for joining us. For everyone out there that has been listening, our past listeners, thank you so much that you know you guys keep on listening. So um, I'm going to, of course, introduce my co-host, Christopher Brother Ray Patton. How are you doing? Good, sir. I am doing very, very well, sir. I uh, I watched a bunch of that ESPN 30 for 30 earlier today. So I saw Alan Kawicki's story and uh, a couple other things. How, how's your weekend been, Dane? How was your 4th of July? You see some fireworks? I don't give a fuck about fireworks. But um, I did get pretty damn drunk. So that was good. <laughs> that was good. I'm sorry that fireworks have lost their appeal. I don't do hallucinogens. Um Weed doesn't really make them that more intense, and they scare the shit out of most dogs, so it's just kind of loud noises and shit. Yeah, so, I mean, I went to Sam Ash in Decatur yesterday. Uh, don't go there, unless you live in Decatur and that's your only guitar store. It's uh, it's not that impressive. I mean, well, uh, well Dane, I, I, would, I don't know anything about drums, but the bass guitar selection was not... Very good. We'll say that. Well, I'll just make sure that to make a note that we won't try to get a sponsorship from them um, in the future. You know, we're not going to support that type of stuff. Uh, anyways, uh, you know, we got uh, we got a little bit to break down. We got a little bit of news. Uh, I want to go over the card for the finals of uh, the. I was about to call the G1. Let me let me make sure that I get it correctly. It's like they got the Super Juniors, they got the fucking million goddamn things. Um, oh, the, the Japan Cup Finals. So we'll be going over New Japan stuff, a couple news items, and then we'll review Raw and SmackDown from this last week. I'm going to be honest with you, um, can't remember a lot that happened. So uh, we'll see what happens. I know that Samoa Joe at the beginning of Raw had to play dad and like break up a fight between people. So that was pretty funny to watch. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> dad, dad mode Samoa Joe is always fun. He's like, get off my lawn, and also, if you're gonna get off my lawn, make sure you hit a muscle buster. <laughs> I still love that skit they did on Edge and Christian, where he was going around and collecting Samoan cookies from 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 uh, schoolgirls and forcing them to give it to him like a mafia style situation. <laughs> the Samoas, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that was Those funny. Those things are delicious. They're they are delicious. They're the best. Uh, we them, support them the Girl Scouts. We, we we support Girl Scouts on this show. Way yes. more than we support Sam Ash. <laughs> oh, Girl Jesus. Scouts sponsorship. Throwing some more heat on it, man. Jesus Christ. I'm sure they listen to this podcast. Some random <laughs> ass fucking guitar shop in Decatur. <laughs> one of their friends might or fan one of their fans might get offended and they'll go tell on us. But, you know, hopefully you're more fans of us, I would say. All right, let's let's uh, let's go over some of this, uh, some stuff that's coming out. Uh, I guess 
kind of minor, but this one kind of just went through. Uh, we, we talked a couple weeks ago about Evolve and how they are financially not doing good. Um, I don't know what's going to happen to Gabe Sapolsky if he has a position with NXT or WWE in general. I mean, if you get a chance to have him there, I think that that would be very, very beneficial. Uh, but Evolve got bought by WWE, and all their library is going to be you know, put on the network uh, soon in the future. So uh, interesting uh, stuff. I mean, I guess, you know, in a lot of cases, especially obviously WCW, Vince was trying to buy out his competition to kind of give you a fuck you. But uh, I think he basically did this to kind of keep it around. I don't know. I don't know what exactly they're going to do. It's funny because even though NXT is, is developmental, they were getting a lot of their their people first from Evolve, so it's it was it's been connected to WWE in the past. But uh, uh, Chris, what do you think about uh, the outcome of WWE buying out Evolve um, and the fact that we'll be able to get their library online very soon? So the the weirdest thing about me is a lot of the people on AEW have worked in Evolve, right? So, are you going to position those against... Like, Young Bucks have worked in Evolve. Right? Uh, Darby so, Allen. Darby Allen. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what WWE's like, contracts... Maybe they will just straight... Uh, we have these licensing, so we'll show these matches. Like, something like Matt Riddle, obviously. Drew Gulak. Uh, clashing together. They had a, a pretty good feud in Evolve. It's weird, but I mean, I'm very, I'm, I'm very curious on why Tony Khan didn't try to get rights to it. Honestly, maybe because of the relationship. I mean, there might have been offers, but Gabe decided to go with WWE since they've kind of, you know, I'm assuming helped them out in the past. Um. I don't know if it's like an ECW-styled relationship or just the fact that they've kind of connected with them and helped them out with publicity, but uh, that could be it. Loyalty, I guess? I don't know. I The the whole Gabe Sapolsky thing is baffling to me because, like, why would you help WWE? But I, I kind of get it. kind of get it. Well, but especially like, if your mentor just got fucking torched, you know, with Paul <laughs> Heyman. Yeah, and, and also... You have brought a lot of talent to that roster that has not necessarily flourished. So, <laughs> um, That's very true. I, I mean, Shotzi, I guess, is like one of the exceptions. Matt Riddle. Hey, you like? You know, this might be the uh, the, the the video library might be the only place that we get to see uh, Austin Theory anymore. Oof. <laughs> yeah, he's he's gone. I mean, or suspended. I don't know, man. If you guys want to listen to the episode, unfortunately, I did it. Just look it up. It's a Monday Suck Edition. um, Going over all the stuff out there that was allegations and whatnot. Um, But yeah, Austin was on there. so And we didn't see him on Raw, which we will get to the lack of... Well, SmackDown. Is he on Raw or SmackDown? He's on SmackDown, right? He's on on Raw, because he's with Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. Um... But they, okay. they showed a video, Chris. You know, we can kind of talk about this now. So this kind of connects. But they showed a video of the past battle, addressed Murphy and Seth in it, and pretended Austin Theory didn't even exist in it. So, not good. 
So the the whole crew is just Seth and <laughs> Buddy. And buddy, Murphy. that's it. Yeah. You know what? You know what I don't get is the fact that the other guy from AOP still could be a heavy for them, but they decide to just take. I don't understand why they do that. Like, oh, we don't have Jimmy Uso, so we're gonna we're not gonna use Jay either. He can just work out and sit at home. Unless we need him for a fucking lumberjack. It would be really cool to see Jay work a, a singles match, right? I don't know about AOP. They just drop everybody on their heads. So, But, like, Jimmy Uso, <laughs> I'm down for that one. Well, even if he's just, like, he doesn't necessarily have to wrestle, I guess. But, you know, having a big guy there kind of makes it look more intimidating than just Seth Rollins doing this weird gimmick and fucking Buddy Murphy. I don't know. I guess we'll get to... To Raw and SmackDown when we get to the reviews, but that's definitely something I noticed is the lack of uh, Austin Theory. But yeah, so any any final words? I mean, I, I guess we're probably not going to get any more Evolve pay-per-views, which, you know, I mean, like we said, you got Austin Theory, you have Keith Lee, you have Matt Riddle, you have Jeff Cobb, you have fucking Darby Allen. you know, so many stars that came from that. Uh it's 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 crazy that that you know is is no longer going to be around, and I, mean, I don't think WWE is going to revive it. I think they're just going to have the library, and that's about it. Yeah, that's more of where I was leaning. Is that WWE could just be like, here's the Evolve pay per view, just with everyone they have already that came off that roster. Uh, sucks for Gabe Sapolsky, but I know he's working in the uh, he's working in the um, performance center. So he's a part of that. If you have Gabe there, man, you've got some great minds. Because let, let, let's let's break down NXT for for a minute, just like the back uh, with the people that are helping tri- Triple H map it out. If you have Gabe Sapolsky along with, uh, oh man, the guy from Impact—I forgot what his name—that that worked on all the uh, the Hardy stuff. Um, Jeremy Borash, great mind. Steve Carino, great mind for wrestling. Uh, you have. Obviously, Sean training everyone. I'm sure there's a dead man that's going to make his presence there. He's already said that he wants to work at the um, Performance Center and help out guys. So, holy shit, if Undertaker's coming. And then, obviously, Triple H, Road Dog, who ar- arguably had the best run on SmackDown, along with Jimmy Jacobs, in the last couple of years, uh, creating content. So, there's a lot of good stuff on NXT. Yeah, as far as I can tell from Gabe Sapolsky, he's uh, freeing... He signed. There's nothing that says otherwise. So uh, that's really weird because they basically said their company went bankrupt and they didn't do anything during the coronavirus. Man, a little bit weird. But uh, I don't know. What what do you even do with those assets? I mean, I guess you lost the Drew Gulak matches. If WWE packages them, and they've been doing this on their network, and it's really great, you you try to show before they were, you know, and kind of have a package for Matt Riddle's best matches in Evolve, or Drew Gulak's, or, you know, just kind of, that's what the way I would do it, and the way that they've been presenting the best U.S. championship matches, whether or not it is the fucking best ones, or whatever, or Ricky Steamboat's best matches in WWE, the packages are fun to watch. And even though you could easily look them up, the fact that they're conveniently put right there, it's kind of uh, that that that's what I think they're going to end up doing it. And then just having all the pay per views, so you can go, you know, watch them if you'd like. Uh, very very weird. 
Yep. But uh, either way, I guess we can move on. All right, so our next nice, wonderful uh, news item is going to be... Do stretch this out so I can find my notes. Anyways, okay, uh, so we're going <laughs> to not be seeing a certain someone on Monday Night Raw, apparently. Um, basically, oh, Shayna Baron Baszler... Corbin. Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. No. No, no, he's still there. Um, Shayna Baszler, actually. Uh, a lot of people thought it's, it's been weird that Shayna hasn't been on. Um, let's see, what was the last time she had a match? Look this up. May 12th. Um, I don't know if she's getting sent back to the Performance Center. I would be assuming that. Uh, if, if Vince doesn't see any need for Shayna Baszler on Raw... You know, now that they're trying to... They just had another lowest rating for SmackDown for this last one that happened on Friday. So, obviously, Fox is not happy. He's not going to send Shayna to fucking SmackDown. So, I'm assuming, which is awesome for the women's division in NXT again, that Shayna's going to go back down. But, you know, I just don't get why... One of the reasoning and rationale, apparently, is the fact that Vince didn't think that she utilized her MMA style enough within her wrestling performance, which... I think is a bunch of bullshit. Um, I think Shane is a monster. Like she might have the voice of of Mickey Mouse, but she is fucking scary in the ring. She's believable. She's not the best at promos. Who gives a fuck? If you have an intimidating person, I wouldn't even have her talk personally. I'd put her with someone and let her just go fuck people up. She's kind of like a female Samoa Joe in a lot of ways, you know, if you let her be that. But instead, well, without the except, talking. I mean, obviously. yeah, I was going to say, except for Joe's like a great promo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she she needs a mouthpiece still. But it just it, it's unfortunate that apparently Vince has pulled her and doesn't really have plans for her in the future. I don't know if she has to weigh on the sidelines for said plans for the future. Or, if, like I said, she's going to be sent to NXT. But Shayna Baszler just did not work out. Uh, we... You know, there's been, I'm pretty sure, confirmed rumors that Vince originally had her winning the TLC match and just lost faith in her in the last, like, week or two before leading up to it and gave it to Asuka. So, yikes. Um, Chris, what do you think about all this? I wonder how much of the Charlotte Flair injury bleeds into this. Um, You know, Charlotte Flair being hurt. How does that affect the rest of the people on the roster, especially with Becky being out? I feel like that she is the she is the guy. Like, not to not to pull a Roman Reigns, but she is the guy, right? I'm not the guy, but I am the guy. Um, yeah, she's the man. The man. Okay, Charlotte Flair is the man, not Becky, because Becky is going to have the man's man. He was also the man's man's man. Yep, absolutely. So the baby will be the baby of the man. Of the man's man. Of the man's man, man. <laughs> the man's 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 man's. It's like uh, it's like Inception. <laughs> the, the further you do it, your mind just gets blown. Um, very weird. Just because, like. Who do you place against Asuka? I guess you got Naya, but like after that, where do you go? Where do you go on the main roster after Naya? I, dude, I, 
there's there's another good question since you brought her up. Uh, Naya, she's doing extremely well for them apparently, but Shayna Baszler, nope. It's one of the situations where Vince doesn't even give a chance for a person to kind of you know work themselves to the level that they were in NXT. He just kind of gets fizzled out real quickly, and then you see Ricochet in a tag team or. Shinsuke Nakamura in a tag team, or Bobby Roode in a tag team, or anything like that, really. It's, it's wonderful. Well, I, I assumed with, uh, with Shane that they were waiting to bring her up as a big character, so they were maybe waiting on the uh, Naya victory, I guess, to pull her back up, and then you get the feud with her and Oscar. Uh, but... She's not that believable, and she's been beaten by all of them. So I, I have no idea what's going on with that title picture. I I, I honestly don't know. Uh, more reason for you know the women's division and the whole entire thing just to condense down to one fucking roster, uh, since the tag division and the women's division don't have enough to actually. B, a women's division, a tag division. Uh, just, it's, <laughs> it's baffling um, sometimes. There's a, there's a tag division? Oh, hey. Somewhere. There's there's three tag teams on each side, but then you have, like, Heavy Machinery, who Otis is now a single star. Although we haven't seen him in, like, a month, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, Yeah. Oh, man, I heard a rant on Jim Cornette because someone and he said he likes Otis, but someone said that uh, Otis might be the, the modern uh, Dusty Rhodes and Jim just fucking went ape shit about it. It was hilarious. Well, yeah, that's well deserved going ape shit. Like the modern Dusty Rhodes, like, uh, I don't know about all that. The kid liked them. The kid liked them. You know, we can't. <laughs> But, like, he's not as good as Dusty Rhodes in the ring. Uh, so no, not at all. Way. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes is a better promo. Ooh, yeah, it's not a promo. Uh, no. I, that kid should just stop, like, posting things on the internet. <laughs> just, just quit it. quit the internet. <laughs> just quit it. All right, well... Uh, Let's go to our last thing, and uh, hopefully I don't reveal the spoilers that Chris knows, but um, I'm trying to keep still, um, which is basically a current NXT superstar accidentally, I don't know how the fuck you accidentally put on Twitter, the results of the Great American Bash match uh, from Adam Cole, the NXT champion, going against Keith Lee, the North American champion, uh, to basically win both belts. Uh, Once again, I don't know about this, but uh, you're probably not going to see Let's just say that the next time you see St- St- or Stokely Hathaway, it might be with one gentleman from Indusurier because uh, uh, I'm going to butcher his name. I apologize. Shurav Garjar. Uh, maybe I didn't. I don't know. Uh, put on his social media on Twitter uh, some type of photo that accidentally had within it the results of who wins this match. So not smart. Pissed. Vince is pissed. Triple H is pissed. Uh, do you think this guy's going to be over in WWE uh, anymore, Chris? Yeah, I think they're just going to give him a gigantic push. <laughs> 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 I mean, because why not? They don't push anyone anyway. So, 
Like, why not give the one asshole? No, no. He is going to get completely buried. That tag team is done. I feel bad for his tag partner. You'll probably n- never see that tag team again. Unless they're jobbing. Uh, but yeah, they're, yep. they're done. That sucks for his tag team partner, honestly. And their manager, Stokely. Yeah, yeah, they're, I mean, that's the entire thing is they're like a tag team with a manager. Now they're just done because uh, whether Triple H is willing to forgive or not is a different story. Whether Vince is willing to forgive or not, he's like, you just gave away our fucking main event. Yeah, and even though Vince doesn't really give a shit about NXT, he cares about NXT doing well against AEW and revealing results a week before of what's going to happen in your main event might cause ratings not to be as good, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, that and plus, he, I, I would like to think that he still has a little bit of heat for WCW calling out them taping shows, right? right. So, like, you accidentally saying that who won on a on a uh, on Twitter or whatever on a tape show, he's gonna be pissed about because he's immediately gonna bring him back to what WCW was. He's like, fucking Eric Bischoff. <laughs> God damn it, Eric Bischoff. <laughs> so uh yeah, this guy's probably never having a career in the WWE. <laughs> I feel pretty confident yeah. about that one. Yeah, and um that's pretty much it for the news items, uh, and I agree with you. I, I don't think he's going to be going pretty... I, The only thing that I could say will be some type of saving grace within the situation is if they decide to... Because he's a monster. He's an uh, ex-NFL player. His tag partner, they could just position him as being the guy by himself and let Stokely Hathaway handle him, unless they only saw, which is what I think you're saying, the potential in them as a tag team. You can still have a monster by himself, though, is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, they're just a big tag team with a manager, and now they'll just move that manager and the other tag team partner to a different tag team. Yeah, and or you could do that too. I mean, if you don't want to push them as a single star, you could definitely put them with someone else and just kind of make it work. I mean, uh, they're not they're not established to the point where it's a big deal if they just disappear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why. Like, and just bring him back yeah. in like four months by himself or some shit. It's it's not like Viking Raiders did this, where it's like, oh, we've been putting this on our main roster for a long period of time. It's like, really? <laughs> so yeah, uh, exactly. I, this guy might just disappear, and they'll have a different tag team partner. Honestly, sorry, bud. Don't uh, don't post photos of photos. I I was almost about to spoil it. I can't help it. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> scary. But I'm going to stay away now from that fucking article until Wednesday so I can find out what happens live. Um, yeah, yeah. Jo- Joel didn't help us there where I like posted. I was like, this is a big deal because this guy is like, hard getting fired. And he was like, about what? And I was like, the giant spoiler. And he was like, about what spoiler? And I was like, uh, the spoiler in the article. I can't post this on the if I put it in the thing, <laughs> everyone's going to see it. <laughs> it's it's going to ruin the episode. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, weird. I, I, I'm i not a spoiler fan. Um, just spoiler warnings beforehand. I'm not a spoiler fan. So there, I gave it to you guys. Uh, let's talk about some New Japan, Chris, before we go into the lovely matches of Raw and SmackDown. Um, I got a breakdown of the... Uh, order or i don't know if this is the order i think it's it's bomb the top for 
or this could be random basically, but I know the matches that are on for the New, J- uh, New Japan Cup Finals. So uh, we have uh, Togi Makabe and uh, Tomaki uh, Homa versus Yoda Suji and Yuyu uh, Yurumura. I believe some of these guys, besides obviously Togi, are some of the newer stars, or at least maybe the other team are. Uh, they had this one gentleman, and all I can say, I forgot what his name is, but he was a young, uh, young lion, and he premiered, I think, on the last episode of the tournament. Uh, dude's all in blue. He looks very much like a, a hybrid of Takahashi and Shinsuke, but um, apparently they, they premiered some new stars, which is always exciting with the New Japan because sometimes you can see them just, you know, right in front of your eyes become huge stars. And this is a lineage. I mean, the young lions have been going around. Chris Benoit was a young lion. Eddie Guerrero. I mean, you got to realize, like, they've been doing it for a very long time. But anyways, next one, which is, well, I mean, we can go over these match to match. But obviously, these these first, like, two tag team matches, Chris, are, you know, what they usually do at New Japan shows. So uh, I would ask you which team... But you might be like me, where I don't even know some of these performers. Uh, do you think it's going to be Togi Makabe and whoever he's with? I am going to go First, on a hard limb and say, yeah, probably. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, um, yes. <laughs> next I one, mean, we got a pretty good. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. I was going to say, if you're going to push Young Lions, you would do it at, like, a pay-per-view or something, or a uh, cup. Uh, so, yeah, I, th- I think you're pretty spot on that one. All right, so then we have Tenzin and uh, Kojima going against Goto and Gabriel Kidd. That should be a pretty good hard-hitting match. Um, when I saw Tenzin and uh, Kojima in uh, Atlanta... They were still, for their age, just fucking destroying it, man. It was pretty uh, impressive. So, I don't know, man. I mean, for some reason, they, have to, they always like to put over Goto. So, I feel like Goto and Gabriel Kidd. I don't know much about Gabriel Kidd, I'll be honest with you. I've heard the name thrown around. I don't know if he's someone new to New Japan. He seems, just by the name alone, like a British wrestler or Australian wrestler they got. Um, I could be wrong about that, though. But uh, who do you think is going to win between Tenzin and Kojima versus Hiroki Goto and Gabriel Kidd? I'm going to go with Goto and Kidd. I know that's like that's like pulled out of your ass, but uh, I don't know. are not looking really good as far as New Japan fan right now. Yeah, well, they haven't really built. Gabriel kid, that's not really our fault. He uh, he had one promo that I remember back in February, which is a long ass time ago. Um, I don't know. He seems like something they're trying to push. So, Goto and, and, and kid. Goto and kid is that the final decision, Chris? Question mark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, oh, why, why are we talking about these tag team matches? They don't matter. Let's get to the all right, all right, all right, all right. I'll get to the <laughs> I'll get to the good stuff. Next one is uh, th- this guy is the one I was talking about. Um, I think these guys are both new. So they got Dokai, who looks like Sub Zero, fucking really creepy look. Uh, but you know, this could be one of those situations where there's a star in the making. And then Ma- Master Wado is the guy I was talking about, 
all blue, blue hair, um, you know, just interesting, I guess. Uh, these are two young lions. These seem to be guys they're pushing. I don't know if you've seen either one of them actually in Ray and Chris. I know I haven't, but based on their look and the fact they're getting pushed, who do you think is going to win between Master Wado, a, a, a hybrid of Takahashi and, and, and Shinsuke Nakamura, it seems, or the other guy? I don't have it in, up in front of me. I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Um, Doki. Okay. Uh, Master Wado. They, they've done stuff with him in the past. He's won a couple of matches uh, on the He's underneath. He's got a cool look. He's got a Definitely. cool look. They both do, actually. I like the new Mass Fighter, but he looks way too much like Sub-Zero. I think he even has the fucking scar on his face. Uh, did, you, still, did you actually get a chance to check out his promo afterwards? Which, like which one, Wado or Takai? Wado. Wado. No, I haven't. Okay, so Wado basically buried the shit out of is it is it Okai? Yeah, mm-hmm. he buried him. <laughs> it was just it was actually ruthless. a pretty decent promo. Yeah, it's pretty ruthless. So uh, he was just laughing. He he beat his shit out of him, and then he was like, "You suck!" And then talk shit backstage, and then uh, Dakai was wandering around where anyone had ever seen like uh like. I don't know. It was it was very weird. I, I don't necessarily. The oh, Kai's a part of Suzuki Goon. It looks like. Yeah. So the Kai was wondering around whether anyone had ever seen such a pathetic return. He's talking about Watto, and uh, and Watto demanded that singles match, and he beat him. And so basically, it sets up for another match, which Watto will beat him because I, I guess he's like Watto is old, but. I don't even know how old Watto is, honestly. He looks pretty young. Let me see. I'm on his uh, Google run. He's 23 years old. <laughs> He's old. <laughs> That's pretty old, man. He's, uh, He's not a young lion anymore. <laughs> He's 23. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, let's continue this wonderful list. We got another one. I think this one you'll definitely uh, appreciate because it's going to be a pretty good match. We got Sonata and Bushi. So Lij going against um, Taji Ichimori and uh, uh, Juri Takahashi, the Tokyo Pimp. So Bullet Club, Bullet Club versus Lij. I'm gonna give it to Sonata Ibushi. Even though I love Ichimori, it just seems like Takahashi just you know he's a good wrestler. Don't get me wrong, but he's usually the guy who takes the loss in a lot of these. Who do you think's gonna win, Chris? Oi. So, okay. Because I thought the finals were tonight, so I'm a little confused. I got to figure out where they probably are tonight. Okay. (laughs) So, um, I don't know. Sonata. He's getting pushed heavily. Sonata and Bushi? Yeah, Sonata and Bushi is getting pushed heavily in the tournament, so I'm going to assume Sonata and Bushi. God, this is a fucking clusterfuck mess. You got Kota Ibushi, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Yuji Nagata, and Taguchi ugh, versus Taichi, Zack Sabre Jr., Minoru Suzuki, and El Desperado. I'm going for the heels, man. I love all those other guys, all those baby faces. But when you get fucking Minoru Suzuki and El Desperado, they always do some fucked up shit. And then they end up messing up people outside of the ring, and it becomes chaos, and usually they get a win. 
Sometimes they don't. But who do you think is going to win? Like I said, you got Tanahashi, Ibushi, Nagata, and Taguchi going against Zack Sabre Jr., Tai Chi, Suzuki, and El Desperado. Zack Sabre Jr. gets the pin. Zack um, Sabre Jr. gets the pin. Yeah, I don't know. Either him or Minoru Suzuki. It's very hard, but I'm leaning towards the... Uh, I wanted to almost call them a babyface tag team, but they're not really, because Minoru Suzuki's there, and he's just a crazy man. Um, yeah. I would, uh, I would like, if they're going to set up something, because a lot of times these... The later tag matches that have this many fucking people on these cards uh, usually set up feuds, so... If you have Zack Sabre pinning Kota Ibushi to set something up, or maybe Suzuki or Tanahashi, one of them ta- are pinning the other person, that would be fucking cool. I mean, I guess like Tanahashi pinning Suzuki would be a big deal. Yeah, it would. Do you think have they feuded in the past, but they haven't feuded in a long time, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's been quite a while. I mean, they've hit each other in uh, some of the tournaments and stuff they had. But it's, it's been a while since they had a straight-on feud. But I don't know that they would do that also. God, that's what's so weird is, like, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is one of the only gaijings in this entire tournament. So I feel like they have to win. So he'll be on the next show. Exactly. No, I yeah, feel you. It, it's it's just like El Desperado and Zack Sabre Jr. are the they're not from Japan, so uh, and and if you look at the roster because of COVID and God, I don't want to be the guy that says everything that's going on in the world, but like <laughs> that's that's kind of what it is. <laughs> There's a lot of travel restrictions, so yep, yeah. I mean, you're you, you're gonna get what you get. So Zack Sabre Jr. I, I feel like picks up a win. Maybe okay. maybe over Nagata? All right. Or Abushi, so they can set up something in the uh, icy title That belt. would be a great match, too. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, just, to, just to let you guys know, I forgot to announce this beforehand, but uh, New Japan announced that both Yoshihashi and Yo sustained uh, pretty bad knee injuries, and they don't have a timetable to return. Uh, so that's unfortunate for both of them. Uh, I think it's an ACE, uh, the MRI for Yo, it was an ACL tear. So he's going to be out for a minute. So I guess that gives, you know, show or Yo a chance, whichever the one, I think it's show actually, a chance to shine uh, within this. And the next match he's actually a part of, um, you have, this should be, this is apparently the, the match before the main event. And that's the one that we've been building to basically. Tetsuya Naito, Shingo Takagi, and Hiromu Takahashi going against Tamiro Ishii, Sho, and Taro Yano. That should be an interesting fucking match. Probably some more antics with Taro Yano and Takahashi, I would would assume, since that uh, apparently got over a lot in this tournament. But Naito, I think, needs a pin. And I think him pinning Ishii would probably be really good for him. Since, you know, he's kind of unfortunately been on idle mode because of the pandemic and everything. So that's what I'm going to assume happens. Yeah, I'm on the same page with you. I haven't seen this yet, but I'm assuming Naito 
pins uh one of the other members and they're all they're all bangers show ishii goto um there's no bad pin there so it would make sense for him to just get the w yep all right so let's get down to it it's the finals kazuchi okada going against evil a lot of people did not think evil would be the one to get i think to the finals <laughs> including me he beat sonata Christ. and you have of course kazuchika okada who i mean the greatest wrestler of the last decade and you know one of the best wrestlers i think on the planet right now uh so this should be a good match if evil wins which i don't know if he's going to be able to get past okada i actually think that okada will win but Evil's going to be going after his boss, and he beat one of the other LIJ members, Sonata, to get to this final. So it will be interesting, to say the least, if they decide to go that way. But I'm assuming this is Okada winning. Um, what do you think, Chris? I know that you're a big Evil, Mark. Evil's great. That's that's kind of a cool storyline, especially coming out of uh, the fact that Naito hasn't defended his title, put him against his own teammate, but what does that do for the rest of the storylines when you have those three man tag teams and shit. Um, I'm going to assume Okada wins simply because it's the easiest thing to do storyline wise. I mean, he is Hogan basically. I mean, yes, but he's a way, way, way better version than Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Well, like I said, work rate of eighties of eighties flair uh, position within, you know, how big he is eighties Hogan. It's it's incredible. I mean, yeah, because if if evil beats if evil beats him, you're stuck in that storyline, right? Yep. So I mean, maybe that that's what they're going to go go for because it has. It's it's hard to tell because we had such a delay. We had like uh, from January until now, basically, or February until now. Um, I mean, I I would think the big money match at Dominion is going to be. Yeah, Okada versus Okada versus NATO. Yeah, like that just makes the most sense. And he's the last big name person left in the tournament. No disrespect to Evil, because I love Evil. Um, but yeah, it seems like Okada, right? Like that's the feeling. It seems like it, but New Japan likes to kind of swerve us sometimes. Uh, <laughs> If this happens, though, you know, if I, I think Okada's is going to win, you think Okada's going to win. If Evil does win, though, do we have Naito, you know, outcast Evil, beat the crap out of him, try to get some heelish factors on his ass and heat, and, you know, then afterwards you push Evil, regardless if he wins that Dominion or not, as a singles babyface? I mean, that's a very, very good question. I guess I would I would I would follow it up with the question, which is like Naito's gonna win no matter what. So if you put evil in there, he's gotta screw over evil. So you're definitely into the now your LIJ's gotta separate. How far do you wanna take the storyline after after COVID? It's it's one of those to me. Um because I, I feel like Naito has to win, right? With such a short reign. With both belts. It, 
It's it's not fair if he loses it, even to Okada. I would definitely think that Naito has to win, regardless if it's Okada or Evil. Yeah, and I mean, like, and it's both belts, so whoever he loses to, he's losing both belts. So I feel like he's just going to retain. Uh, the Evil scenario to me is the most fun. Like, Okada getting screwed over by LIJ or something is not as entertaining. Or just losing. It would be very fun to see Evil be the guy to win the cup because f- fucking he's great. And it would be really great to see that group kind of break up. And I don't want to see Naito drop the titles, but it would be really cool to see those two end up at the finals. Um, and then afterwards, you can do whatever swervery you want, which I mean, it's New Japan, so that's what they're going to do anyways. They, they don't give you many fuck finishes. No, so. Goto's good. <laughs> yeah. Gato, Gato, yeah, Gato's pretty good. So, I mean, they may give us that. I, I don't know. It's just like, at that point, do you, are you putting Evil over Okada, though? As the guy, as the challenger? You would have to at, at that point. I mean, I mean, it says a lot about your respect for Evil. And Evil's fucking great, but that's the... Now you're drawing a line in the sand of like evil is better than Okada he held the title for like some ridiculous number, like 900 days or some shit. So I feel like it's going to be Okada. It's it's it just seems the, the best fit. And uh, if it was WWE, someone would definitely cost evil the match. Triple H with a sledgehammer. <laughs> right to the dick. <laughs> right to the dick. It's in your dick. Yeah. yeah. I would. I, I. It's intriguing. I mean, Okada at this point, even if he loses, it, with it being evil, even evil or Naito, it, he's still fucking untouchable. You know, you can really still do something. So if you're trying to build evil. Uh, you know, get him out of Lij, push him out of the baby face, let them have a badass match, regardless if he wins or not, at Dominion, and try maybe pumping a little bit more Undertaker. Like instead of just having Halloween toys that you go down the ring with, try to kind of take in that direction, where you can make him a baby face by himself. That's got like this darkness and was brought out because of Naito, and you want Naito, I would assume, as a heel. You know, even though everyone likes him, he is so fucking he's kind of got that Piper concept where at a certain point, Piper could get away with doing heel shit, but still the crowd loved him. And I think Naito definitely has that same type of flavor. So it would be neat to see evil in a bigger position within the company just in general. Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent. I think Naito has. Even though he's trying to be a heel. Stuff like handing a title belt to a cashier to pay for cigarettes or whatever the hell he was doing, <laughs> or throwing it in the middle of the air and giving zero fucks, and then finally winning it. I mean, the biggest thing is finally winning it. It's the Shawn Michaels, it's the boyhood dream, right? So, like, it, it turned everyone to Naito. He's got to carry it a b- little bit longer. To me, the more interesting feud is him and Evil. Uh, uh, but him and Okada is going to be a better match. Yep. And, and, and also probably a bigger big, match. That's their bigger draw, right? So, like, yep. nothing against evil, but, I mean, it's their first live, like, their 
this this is live. the The finals are going to be live, and then or the finals were live. Dominion is live. This is the, they they've only done two live shows, four thousand people apiece, or whatever. <sighs> do you do you trust evil in that spot? Well, you could still at least build him up more than he is with this type of positioning, you know? Yeah, I mean, I was surprised he got this far because, like, uh, I don't know if it was, like, a week ago or whatever. I was like, hey, Evil's winning matches? <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> um, I expected it to be Tanahashi versus Okada, and then whoever wins that goes against Naito just because I felt like they were going to try to make this a huge event with a big like a big main event with two superstars like Sean versus Undertaker etc yep. um but i don't know maybe they go the opposite way i mean you do have the feud there or, or the the family there with uh Naito versus Evil which would be to me that's what i want to see but i you know i i still feel like he's getting rainmaker to pieces <laughs> Like, yep. <laughs> like he's gonna get hit, catch so many rainmakers. <laughs> I'm. I feel like he's gonna get rainmakered so hard that the next night the time limit draw is like 15 minutes. It will be interesting, man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, definitely gonna watch finals, and I'm definitely gonna watch Dominion. And like I said, I need to find one of those websites that breaks down like the best matches of the tournament and kind of go back and check them out but um let's uh let's let's move over to wwe chris we cover raw and smackdown on this show and we're definitely going to do that and once again it just worked out last time unfortunately the place that i usually get the notes from i can't get them and chris did it so it was a it was it was a it was a difference uh into what i'm used to so we're going to do that again today so, Chris, I'm going to give it to you. Let's break down Raw and then SmackDown. Chris, you're on mute still if you didn't know that. Oh, yeah, so you're giving it to me. You're passing it to me. Uh, Raw. Well, that was a show. <laughs> uh. <laughs> God, let me put my notes back up. Sorry, I I thought you I I thought you got this. Uh, my bad. I got you. <laughs> so, uh, what was your favorite part about Raw on Monday Night Day? Who was your who was your most impressive uh, moment on Raw? Uh, wow, you're really gonna do this? <laughs> um... Yeah. I'm going through bad. the whole fucking. I'm going through some of it right now. Um, I mean, I guess wrestling wise, it probably was the tag match with uh, Seth Rollins and Murphy going against Aleister Black and Humberto Carrillo. They always put on good matches. Just I it makes me really sad that Aleister Black is kind of now in the background. Um, Ugh, just put him back on NXT, man. There's certain people. Just put Ricochet back on fucking NXT. Um, <laughs> you need you need more stars on that program since it's fighting AEW. And you know, uh, Triple H knows he has some stars that are not doing fucking shit on Raw and SmackDown. They're being wasted. 
So bring them back and pump them up on fucking NXT. It's such a waste to have Aleister Black on a fucking tag team with Humberto Carrillo. And I like Humberto Carrillo, but I like the whole part, though, at the end where they put the Ray mask on him and he did a stomp on top of the stairs. It looked pretty deadly. So I guess it was that match. Seth is getting better with his promos with this character. I will give him that. Uh, the one that he cut at the beginning of the show against Ray, I thought was good. Him and Ray in general, and we're going to get a good match between the two of them. But other than that, man, there was a lot of stuff that I did not like, um, including the fact that Angel Garza and Andrade were just fucking sacrificed to Big Show. Just stupid shit like that. Just really bothered me. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to look up this card. Uh, oh, yeah, and the fact that Bobby Lashley, which I like what they're doing with MVP and Bobby Lashley. But did he really have to beat Ricochet and Cedric Alexander at the same time? You had two of those situations where you have a tag team, or at least good wrestlers, and you have one guy fucking beat them within well, this. You you answered your own question. They really have to do it to Cedric Alexander and Ricochet? God. And did they have to do it to Andrade or Angel Garza either, who are actually getting pushed? I don't I get mean. it. Uh, yeah, I, the, I, to me, my favorite thing in the entire show was Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, Ric so, Flair was great. Why was he there, though? <laughs> I, I don't know. There. Stop trying to kill Ric Flair, WWE. It's they him, though. Apparently, he wants in the ring. God, it's so ridiculous. I mean, he did yell, you would never retire, and we have seen Ric Flair do crazy. He is like the 1970s Jeff Hardy. <laughs> He's never going to let go. Like, the man survived a plane crash, so he's probably like, eh, you know, fuck it (laughs) at this point, I guess. But he's like, what, 74 years old? He's getting multiple heart surgeries. Like, can we not have Ric Flair on the show, even though he was great on the show? Like, I love seeing Ric Flair, but at the same time, I'm like, please don't kill Ric Flair. Like, yeah, I mean, as much as I love this concept... I mean, I guess we should take the, the only difference is obviously they're testing. And I don't know if they're doing it now at WWE. I'm assuming they are. But I guess with AEW, you got the same concept with Arn Anderson and shit like that. But like I said, they're testing their people every fucking time they go in. So, well, that they kept. Well they, well, they kept what? They kept Jake the Snake out for uh, like three or four weeks, right? Because he's got a, uh, uh, you know, his. I don't know if he has a deficiency with his immune system but we know jake's fucked up his body pretty badly so well yeah so like we had tully and arn who were there like every two weeks or whatever but like there's that story floating around where ddp's like well i was just hanging out with jake the snake in his hotel room for three weeks because he couldn't go do the shows and then he came back and did the shows and like whatever you think about that uh brandy rhodes jake the snake <laughs> promo situation. He was gone for like three weeks and then he came back and did that. Yep. Um, and tested, obviously. It, did it, I say it, Arn Anderson? I met Wilford Brimley, by the way. Sorry. I didn't <laughs> yeah. God. Now Jericho's. Wilford Dicka is actually his name. <laughs> All right. So let's start this from our. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love Arn Anderson. Enforcer. <laughs> we opened up with Sasha Banks and Bailey fighting with Oscar in the ring as Samojo attempted to restore order to this contract signing because damn it, 
Sign a contract. Sign a fucking contract. By the way, this is the fact that uh, that Sasha did not have shoes at some point because she kicked them off her feet, and she's just still going for kicks to Asuka. It just... It was actually a pretty funny way to open it up. I'll just say that. I don't know if it was funny in the good right way, though. <laughs> like, like funny, like Oscar's YouTube, or like funny, like what the fuck is going on? Funny. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Funny. Uh, okay. All right, bad. All right. So anyway, Samoa is trying to break him out. The referees come into the ring. They separate the Raiders or the wrestlers. <laughs> Raiders. <laughs> they separate the wrestlers. Joe then formally introduced the show. He said they were planning to have a contract show uh, signing, at which point Asuka and Sasha broke into a fight again, so they started fighting. Dolph Ziggler just came out and was an asshole for a while during the middle of this, and uh, Phillips and Saxon chimed in about the, uh, the basically what's going on. He said eventually Asuka and Drew were on one side of the table, Ziggler and Sasha were on the other side of the table, Ready to sign contracts. So basically, it was a long, drawn out version of like, we're going to get a double contract signing. Dane, how did you feel about this like long, fucking 20 minute? <laughs> we'll have two people sign contracts at the same time for title matches, oh. in which you could, as a company, you could just be like, someone is going to face you. Um, I will say that if this happened in the UFC with the female, uh, champion and who she was going against and the male champion, who he's going against, that would be hilarious. Uh, if that broke out into a fight <laughs> like this, but it was a bit ridiculous. It was a different way of doing it. It was chaos. I like how Drew McIntyre was like, fuck this. We're getting straight to the point. I don't need this shit. And him and Dolph, you know, kind of closed out their contract. Find the women did, and then more fighting infused. And during a distraction, Dolph Ziggler thought he would fucking super kick Drew McIntyre. Nope, that's not going to happen. And he got out of there, invaded a uh, Claymore. So I, I, it was fine. It was fine. I don't think it was bad or anything. It was, I guess, unique because they literally went on air with Samoa Joe going, "Stop it! What are you guys doing?" Like trying to break up Sasha and Oscar. Like I said, Dad Joe. Um, but <laughs> Samoa you know, Dad Joe. <laughs> uh, some it it was uh it was it was interesting to say the least. Uh, I'll give you uh, Wade Keller's review right now. The contract signing went relatively quickly, which was good because these can sometimes drag on, which I thought it drug on for forever. But uh, I wondered what the stipulation was. Ziggler would choose. They pivoted to hyping the Raw tag team title situation. Clip aired of the strip profits being like Raiders last week, followed by Andrade and Hector Garza attacking afterwards. So we don't know what this match is going to be because they teased the stipulation. There's no stipulation. Um, hey man, they want you to tune in next week for that bullshit. They ain't giving that away. <laughs> the stipulation of. Two separate matches built in one segment. Unless Asuka is going to go. It was a clusterfuck, man. It was a clusterfuck. <laughs> like, look, if you're going to tell me that, that Asuka is going to go against Dolph Ziggler, I'll be like, that might be one of the best matches on my entire card. 
<laughs> what if they accidentally signed the wrong ones? And I was like, oh, shit, we got to go with this. Sasha, you're going against Drew McIntyre for the title. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, give, you know, give Oscar anyone. Give Oscar Drew McIntyre just champion match. <laughs> It'll probably be pretty good. Um, yeah, it was a clusterfuck. I agree with you. All right. So uh, going down, uh, let's see. All right, we went to ringside, and Phillips and Saxon reacted to a double con. They reacted to the double contract signing, which we just talked about. They wondered uh, what stipulations Ziggler would choose, which who gives a fuck about? He's getting his play. He's getting Claymore to death. Uh, <laughs> they pivoted to hyping the Raw Tag Team Title situation, which once again uh, uh, they ruined. Uh, a clip aired of the Street Profits beating the Viking Raiders last week. Followed by Andrade and Hector Garza attacking him afterwards. So that led into backstage. Garza was flirting with WWE's female referee. Zelina Vega and Andrade walked up. Walked up. Zelina said she's the best referee, which I agree. She is the best referee. Love you, Zelina. You're the best. Uh, Charlie Cruiser walked up to Garza and asked what he was saying to her. She seemed possibly jealous. So they're doing a manager wrestler angle with Charlie, Charlie and uh, um, Angel, right? Am I yep. crazy on this? Okay, so they're no, doing she's that angle. she's swooning over him. Every he, interview they have, he came in and he was like Latino Heat, and she dude, you know what's crazy? <laughs> she it's so crazy that Charlie Caruso all it takes is her trying to be flirtatious to actually show emotion. I thought she was a robot the last three years. <laughs> yes. We were all baffled about Charlie Caruso and the other Dasha who got fired from WWE. AEW <laughs> now. <laughs> like Yeah. I don't know. Like let her be a character. That's fine. <laughs> um <laughs> I lost my fucking play. Anyways, Big Show walks in. He's pulling rank. He's like pulling Big Dong. He had something to say about Randy Orton. What's happening? Zelina complained to Andrade and Garza, and then that sets up a match later on, right? So uh, you get Phillips uh, set like uh, was Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips yep. said Seth Rollins plans to repent for his sins tonight regarding D- uh, Dominic. SmackDown aired. Uh, Ed aired. Touting Seamus toasting Joe Hardy, Jeff Joe Hardy, toasting Jeff Hardy, plus Braun Strowman tapping into their inner darkness for his swamp match at Extreme Rules. So, can we talk hey, about hey, this? Hey, 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 hey! You <laughs> forgot horror show. It's fucking Extreme Rules horror show. <laughs> they said it nine hundred fucking times. All right, well, this says tapping into his inner darkness for his swamp match. So, <laughs> who am I to argue? Is it a horror show I'm or dude. is it a swamp match? And also didn't well, just party match. <laughs> so what, oh, is he in a God. title match? Uh, <laughs> Sheamus just beat him clean in the ring. <laughs> like, he beat him clean ass in the ring. No heel tactics. Beat him, right? He's done. 
Now he's in this match. Number one contender against Braun Strowman. I hope Braun Strowman picks up both these guys, puts them inside of a little tractor, drives them off into the swamp, and they all sink. Like, well, Braun's going against Braun's going against uh, Bray Wyatt. Is that what it is? Because what I have here is like Jeff Hardy plus Braun Strowman. Are you talking about at the pay per view? Yeah, at the pay per view, it says uh, Sheamus is toasting Jeff Hardy plus Braun Strowman, tapping into his inner dark just for his. Oh no, the ending seg the ending segments uh, were those two. Braun was talking to Bray, and then they had a toasting scenario where um, Sheamus made fun of Jeff Hardy basically and had a bunch of liquor out there. Uh, okay. So they basically split. Okay. What's going on, man? I'm the weed smoker. What the hell's going on? Dude, don't get mad at me. I'm reading the raw results and where I'm talking about fucking SmackDown. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, (laughs) this is SmackDown, right? That we're talking about right now? Are we talking about SmackDown? No, we're talking about Raw. We're talking about Raw. Okay. All right. That's what I was getting at is we're talking. About Raw, <laughs> I got a seven-page paragraph about Jeff Hardy, which no one cares about. Please release him from his contract. Let Jeff Hardy go be Jeff Hardy. He can be a mentor to young Darby Allen, or just part like him and Matt Hardy could be a tag team again. Like, uh, there's so many other things you could do with Jeff Hardy other than the alcohol angle that we'll get into on SmackDown, Ugh. which sucked. So, yeah, that was just a pitch for SmackDown, basically. That was terrible. That, that was a fucking awful ending. We'll get to that. All right. Uh, so, Philip said Seth Rollins plans to repent for his sins tonight regarding Dominic. And we got another SmackDown match, <laughs> which was just Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy. Um, and then Big Show stood in the middle of the ring. He said he's a legend, and he dared Randy Orton to come out and challenge him. Instead, Andrade, Garza, and Zelina Vega walked into the stage. Show apologized to Vega, calling her Smurfette, which is like a weird way to apologize. Somebody's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call you out, Smurfette. It's like, okay. Uh, he said he's not in the mood to play, though. Andrade laughed at show, calling himself a legend. Show said he'd put his he'd put his fist in his mouth. Basically, he's like, I'm gonna punch you in the face. And uh, if he keeps up that, he said he has boots older than him. So basically, show is pitching that he is older and a veteran, and that he can kick all their asses. And, uh, yeah, anyways, she said they need to stand up to each other's shoulders and look down at, at him because, like, you know, if they all stood on each other's shoulders, they wouldn't be as tall as Big Show. Ha Short joke! Yeah. Joe interrupted guards and said, blah, 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 blah. If you want to fight, let's go. Vega said they do a Orton a favor by showing what's going to happen when you disrespect them. She said, days are numbered. But he can say hi to Edge and Christian for them on the retirement at the retirement home. But, uh, that didn't happen. I mean, kind Whoa! Of... <laughs> uh, what happened is 
show the show was getting beaten on the Viking Raiders came out and then you had a tag match. <laughs> Let's talk about a tag match player, <laughs> which makes no sense. We got uh, Angel Garza and Andrade with Selena Vega versus the Viking Raiders. So all that build up, no Randy Orton. Uh, <laughs> like, I think he missed out the Ric Flair stuff because he came out and talked shit to the big show during that too. Did he? Oh, yeah. Fuck, I did. See, this is why you should do this, Dane. We're better at it. All right, Rick Flair. Great last time. You, you were perfect. Rick Flair's music played. Don't. Uh, he said he needs to have a word with his old friend. Big show. He said no one is going to handle his career and focus on the future of his career. Other than his friend, the guy with three letters, RKO, the greatest wrestler alive today, which is bullshit. He's not like Okada. Uh, he said he will take him on uh, whenever he feels like it. He said he will come down whenever he feels like it. He said he's backstage right now. He's, uh, uh, he said everyone wants to uh, have their spot in Hollywood and he'll have his day in time in the hall of fame but if he misses if he messes with orton he'll become even a bigger legend killer and the show be on the outside looking in he encouraged selena vega <laughs> which all right and this sentence alone he encouraged selena vega with rick flair it's like where's this going uh to send andrade and garza to attack the show the Bucky Raiders came out and they were like, "Ah, eh, we're gonna fight," and that led to a tag match. And show basically did nothing. But no, I get a, out of there. Yeah, we got a cool. I mean, we did get a cool Ric Flair promo. I mean, it's not one of his best, but it was it was okay. He's nine hundred years old, man. Whatever he cuts now is fine. All right, Angel Garza, Selena Vega. Join the. Uh, uh, how did you feel about her on commentary, first and foremost? I like her on commentary. She's sharp. Uh, everything, like, I love it that every fucking week, uh, Braxton always tries to get the information out of her, and she does the heel maneuver where it's like, I'm not telling you our strategy. Fuck off. Like, um, I, I think she's good, man. She is a. She's good on the mic, and she's a damn good manager. Um, yeah, so the biggest tease for me was that uh, Angel or um, Andrade got very mad about Angel not tagging him in. Uh, actively pissed. He left. Him. He got pissed. Left. He left, but they still won the match, right? Yep. So, I mean, the buildup is this this breakup and who Selena goes with, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and and then. Uh, and who do you think that's going to be? Because, I mean, to me, it's Andrade needs to be a heel. Aleister and... Black, her husband. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. But um, Angel seems like the baby face out of the two of them. The one that can, you know, the crowd will root for. But like, the, there's not a lot of redeeming qualities about Andrade. He's an asshole. Feel, but don't you feel a little bit bad for Andrade, though, if he still his manager and his girl? Andrade's just like, oh, <laughs> God. Well, that's what I'm saying. Andrade needs to stay with Selena and be a heel, and he needs to go by himself. Garza needs to get his ass kicked and kicked out or whatever. Yeah. 
I don't know. It was, it was, it, you had a, uh, to me, you had a better um, storyline when you just randomly had uh, Austin Deary there. Yeah. Because you had a fall guy, whichever way you wanted to go. It's like, it's all Austin Deary's fault. Um, but now he's gone, so. All right, Akira Tozawa with the ninjas <laughs> versus all our truth in a 24-7 title match. Dane, what were your thoughts about this match? It lasted one minute. I can say Truth sang a song. There were some ninjas. Yep. Yep. And then Truth pretended to be hurt, and then he did a roll-up pin. That's all I have for this match. Yep, that was it. Akira Tozawa lost the belt. <laughs> now... Uh, truth has it for the millionth fucking time. I mean, I, I want to know. I'm sure it's truth, but like, who had more title reigns between Crash Holly with the hardcore title and him with the uh, 24/7 title? Because it's like it just goes right back to him. Someone gets rolled up, and it's over. How, how are you? How are you liking the the ninja concept? Isn't that isn't that great? Especially we got uh-huh. the six five or seven five monster, and we're just going to use him for this stupid angle. I feel like that every time Funaki sings his, sees his angle, he says choppy choppy pee pee. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just... The very dated, very bad angle <laughs> during 2020. <laughs> Valvinus didn't get his dick chopped off, so don't worry about it, guys. Well, Funaki is on commentary though. Like, guys, they're going to tell you about the international commentaries. There's the there's uh they have the Russians they have the Germans they have the Japanese which Funaki always says hi really excited which is always fun uh, if you watch the pay per views you'll get to see Funaki. But it's either he, it's only him and the <laughs> the other Rouge brother that's part of the French commentating that I know everyone else is well actually no their their Mexican uh, commentary team has become famous because of how dramatic. What's his name? Sells when someone goes through a table and he's next to it. He acts like he got blasted by it. He was the one that was there when Mick fucking fell off the, the hell in the cell, and That's he actually like he got projected from his chair. They're like they're like older than Jr. and and King if they were together. Like if Jr. and King stay together, <laughs> they're bumping from impact of the table getting hit. It's amazing. It's the best. Uh, let's see. All right, Bobby Lashley. Let's talk about. Him. Why is he feuding with Apollo Crees? Didn't he just barely lose the title because of his girlfriend to Drew McIntyre? Drew, dude, I hate it. I'm happy that they finally figured out that Bobby was at least, you know, they uh, they booked him terribly. Whether or not he's the greatest in the ring, uh, he looks like a credible threat. And putting him with MVP, I think, is a good thing. I'm telling you, he's getting that title off Apollo. They're, they're not going to... He's one of the Heyman guys. That's not... Uh, I'm, I just don't think it's going to happen for much longer. And he's going to go back up into obscurity. Which I, I hope doesn't happen, but I don't see... If they have a feud and he pinned him, I believe, uh, without the title on the line, um, I just don't see it, that working out really well for him. I don't think Vince sees much of him compared to what uh, Paul Heyman did. I, I'm 100% agreement with you. I, but why? Why did they wrote him out, rotated him out of the title picture? Because he didn't actually lose. Like 
he was winning that match and his girlfriend cost him the match and Drew McIntyre won. In fact, both of his managers cost him the match. It wasn't like he was getting pub stomped or anything. So now he has to face Apollo Crews. <laughs> you lost the main title picture, but you're in there. Oh, the- <laughs> you know, I'm not even thinking about it. He actually helped MVP. That's who beat <laughs> fucking Apollo Crews in a non-title match. So it looks like MVP might be getting his, his, uh, you know, his, I guess his big title, the U.S. title, since he had like a long reign with it back in the day. They could do that instead, actually. Maybe yeah, Bobby is tra- still in the uh, heavyweight la- picture. You're talking about last week, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he helps. I don't know. Do you want MVP with the title? He does look good with the the United States title. That was kind of his gimmick for a while. It just seems well. He's like I'm just it's thinking the way the fucking Vince thinks, which <laughs> is basically like, well, MVP's you know he's he's made a name for himself. Who the fuck is Apollo Crews? Who named him? And, yeah, I thought it was a good combination of two people like Terry Crews and. <laughs> You know who didn't think it was a good idea? Austin Creed, whose name was Apollo Creed in TNA. And then Austin uh, Creed and Xavier Woods. He's like, can you stop calling motherfuckers Apollo so that I don't get pinged so much on my YouTube? <laughs> and so anyways, uh, Seth walked out. He's wearing Rey Mysterio's mask. Brian Saxton, he was pissed during this did you hear he was like he was he sounded like he was gonna vomit in his own throat or whatever um and then so over fucking dramatic yeah and anyways they replayed like the storyline Seth said last week the rave mysterio made his heartwarming return to raw and said nothing would stop him from returning to the ring he believed that what he said with he believed what he said with all his heart he said ray hasn't been seeing things too clearly as of late. He got in his boot. I mean, because he the, took out his eye. Because mostly there's five people there, and Vince said, "Boo." <laughs> Ray said, "Ray said he thinks his job is to avenge for his family, but his real duty is to sacrifice himself for Raw, which makes no sense because this company gives zero fucks about you, Ray. Please don't sacrifice yourself for Raw." Um, he's, <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to say it, because, like, fuck. Yep. He said he's told, he told Ray to do it on his own terms, but he's defined him at every turn. And then he looked into the camera in the ring and asked Ray to forgive him, not for what he has done in the past, or for what he is forcing him to do in the future. He said... They are bound by fate, and fate would have it. He is the Monday Night Messiah, Mr. Seth Rollins, and Ray is meant to be the sacrifice for the greater good of the Monday Night Raw. He said he will tear him down a little by little until there is nothing left but a memory. And then Ray and, and Dominic appeared on the big screen, got us cheered. Ray is still wearing it. Uh, screen and his mask over his injured eye told Dominic that he loves him for fighting for him but he must do this on his own uh, he must do this yeah he must do something to Seth that is just 
is remorseless. This shit went forever, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what he did to him, Ray repeated the phrase, an eye for an eye. Ray went down to the ring, back in the ring. Seth told Dominic that his father's taught him. Well, but, God, so many Bible verses. One lesson you didn't teach him is to be careful what one wishes for. Seth, which is not a Bible verse. Why didn't they not just do, like, there's got to be a Bible verse you could pull there, Dane. Right. Can someone let him just study David Koresh and just fucking get better at the shit? Or just fucking hire Raven as his manager. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Raven yeah. likes Raven. to get involved with cults. Raven was pretty good at this thing. Kind of this exact gimmick that you buried him with. Uh, <laughs> Seth said he may be forced to end his career before it ever begins. Alistair Black's music plays. Seth, now at ringside with Murphy, said he hoped to see him tonight. He asked why he is choosing to fight Ray's battles for him. Seth told Humberto that Ray is a coward. Humberto told Ray that he is less of a man that... Wait, no, Humberto? Yeah, he did say that. I'm less of a man than Ray is. So he basically said, I'm not as good as you, Rey Mysterio, which is very weird. Uh, <laughs> a lot of confidence in that kid. Maybe it's the amount yeah. of losses he's accumulated. Amount yeah. of asking AJ Styles. AJ Styles whipped the shit out of him so hard that he's just done for the rest of the year. He um, actually still has a concussion <laughs> from his last ass kicking. So that's why he's saying that. Alistair Black says he knows a thing or two about it being evil, and he knows it when he looks at it. He pointed at Seth. He said, there will be no forgiveness for Seth. Just atonement for everything that he has done. Seth said he thinks he knows evil. But this ends now. And then we get a Seth Rollins Rollins Bunny Murphy match. And Alistair Black and Murphy match. Like, what? Uh, We, not, not, that's not it. Seth Rollins and uh, Buddy Murphy and Aleister Black and uh, Umberto. Umberto, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah, Seth and Buddy Murphy won. And it was fine. It lasted 11 minutes. They did a lot of cool stuff. There's some cool spots. Um, I don't know why you're putting Aleister Black in this feud. I... I... <sighs> You're putting him against another mystical character. You're doing the thing that I say you should never do. <laughs> Until you build both characters, they're doing the thing. Because now they're very pinpointing Seth Rollins into being like an actual messiah, not just a guy that like says he's a messiah. Or the Antichrist. Like, yeah, now he's quoting Bible verses and like, you know, the anti of that is Aleister Black. His fucking name is Alistair. <laughs> so, you know, roundhouse kicks ensue and shit. But uh, how did you feel about this match? I thought it was okay. Um, I th- Like I said, this might have been my favorite segment stuff, and that says a lot about Raw. But I thought that Ray has been cutting really great promos. And I actually thought, even though I don't like this interpretation of Seth, I keep on saying... So far, since I've watched Seth, and I missed him with the Shield and as Tyler Black in Ring of Honor and him in, you know, in uh, early NXT. But when I saw him as the architect, I love that swarmy heel. I thought he brought a lot. 
to that version of a heel. And this one just kind of, I don't know, he's not convincing. He's trying, I can tell. You can tell that he's trying to put emotion into it to get that. But I thought the the, the aggression level that he kind of started bringing towards Raid was the best that he's done as a promo with this character. But it's still not saying much about it. I don't like that Aleister Black's involved in this. I think he should be by himself. Not in a fucking room. Chilling. <laughs> I, think he should should. In, I think he should be I, back in that fucking room just chilling at this point. <laughs> Honestly. Just, just book him like a fucking dark-ass prize fighter. Like, I don't know. Take elements of The Undertaker, obviously, and, and Taz and kind of put him in his one. Give him a fu- if, if, if you don't think he... like This goes back to what we said. If you don't think that he's good enough on the mic by himself, which I think Aleister's... Okay, sometimes he nails it. Sometimes I think it's the shit that he's given, especially on the the main product. Why, then give him a fucking why is manager. he not a Paul guy? Why is he not a Paul guy? No, that's the thing is he is a Paul guy, so I don't think they care about him. And I think unfortunately he's going to go into obscurity. No, but I mean, like, you build off that. Why is he not a Paul guy in storyline? Why is he not? Oh, Paul is his I manager? would love that. I would love that since we don't have Brock Lesnar. Why not? The thing that sucks about this, it keeps on making a point that we're going to get Alistair versus Seth. And like you said, they shouldn't have rushed to it because they're not developed enough as characters and they both have this darkness towards them. But if they're going to fucking do it, don't play with my balls. Just finish it. You know what I'm saying? Like, just just fucking get them in a goddamn feud. Like, what is going to happen with Rey Mysterio? Because it's actually about Mysterio. So why is Alistair even here? And then they have a match. It's not bad. I liked it. You know, like you said, it was a lot of stuff. But it wasn't anything, you know, crazy, and I don't know what it did exactly for the uh, the storyline either. It was it was just I, thrown I will, together like I they do. I will say, I said it was a lot of stuff. I will give Rey Mysterio a lot of credit for holding that match together for what WWE want that match to be. He really did hold that some bitch together. <laughs> I don't know if you yeah. noticed that. Well, no. Well, it wasn't Rey wasn't in it. It was Humberto. Ray was, uh, oh, yeah, no, that, Humberto. You're thinking that, that, yeah, I was thinking of Humberto. Sorry. Well, and that, that was actually an element I did like, I said. Like, Humberto at the end, where he puts Ray's watching again, and he puts the mask on Humberto. 